Welcome to the Geek Teak Podcast, where it's solo time again. I'm Void without my co-host, Beej, this week. He is still dealing with some jaw stuff, so he said, put something in the feed. So, here I am. Um, we're giving him the week off. Hopefully, he keeps healing up. But today, I just want to talk a little bit about Xbox Games Pass. I kind of had this one queued up as a geekery item, but... I've been poking at it, so I have a bunch of thoughts because I've been sampling it again, and there's new stuff on there. There's new stuff all the time. Um, Hopefully, BJ will be back soon, but yes, wish him well with his jaw and his recovery, and hopefully everything keeps healing up. But for now, uh, a little bit about Game Pass. So like I said, I am constantly impressed by how much stronger Game Pass is getting. Um, I keep finding myself using it to try out a bunch of new games and i feel like i'm diving into at least one solid game a month and then usually like two or three things and i'm like oh i'll give that a shot and i try for you know like five to 20 minutes somewhere in there but there's typically one at least one game each month where i really put in like a handful of hours and feel like i'm getting my money's worth out of game pass and that's before i even get into the xbox like first party exclusive games which those are kind of fewer and far farther between but they're usually really high quality when they do come out so i always get excited for those too but just like diving into what's come out over the last couple months you know um there were a bunch of things that jumped out to me so like i tried injustice 2 which is like a superhero fighting game um i played yes your grace which is i don't know it's it's an interesting game with a lot of choices it's kind of like a narrative driven game where you are a king and your family is involved and you kind of have to balance like royal politics uh with what's going on in your kingdom and making choices that will pay off later it was interesting but it was ultimately too slow for the mood i was in but i could tell it was like a really solid game so that's one i might go back to later again that's yes your grace uh there's this game called cardo which is like cartographer um It's like a very low-key, chill map game that's like tiling. So you can pick up these pieces of the map and like rearrange them as long as the edges match up with each other. It kind of reminded me of like Carcassonne a little bit if you've ever played that board game, but an interactive video game version of that that's single player. So you can like pick up anything on the fly and just move it around. And as you do that, you unlock more map pieces and expand your map out from there. So that was kind of cool. Um, it was very cute. And again, that was one that I played for, oh, I don't know, I had like one long gameplay session, you know, like a handful of hours one night. And that was just about perfect. And like, I don't feel the like driving need to go back to it. But I also feel like It was a game I wouldn't have paid for, but it was a game that now that I've played it, I'm glad I got to experience it and I know what it was offering. You know, like I'm almost treating Game Pass as like an extended demo service, which I'm not sure if that's how it's intended to be used, but it's how I'm using it. And it's definitely worth the money for me just for that. Another one that I gave a shot in here was Monster Sanctuary, which is, it's kind of like a combination of Pokemon with some more traditional JRPG party mechanics and also a Metroidvania at the same time. So the exploration in it is like 2D side-scrolling Metroidvania. Um, You can rotate around the monsters, which are essentially Pokemon, but they're monsters in this game. And you can rotate which one is like following you. So that's the one that appears on screen right next to your character. And each one gives you 
different abilities, but they're all traversal abilities, right? So like some can cut down certain objects. Some of them can make you fly higher or jump farther or things like that. Um, you know, you can burn down certain things. If you have a fire one, you, you get it. And so that was cool because they take um, the battle mechanics and the innate abilities of these creatures and then they pull them into this Metroidvania, which is super interesting. The monster collection is kind of like Pokemon with skills and strengths and weaknesses, kind of what you would expect there. Um, you get this active party of six. So again, those Pokemon ties of six people in your party or six, you know, uh, creatures in your party. But when you go into an actual battle, you only bring a party of three of them. So you get to choose as you go in. And that party, instead of being like a one-on-one, uh, one monster to one monster, like a Pokemon battle, your party acts more like a traditional JRPG party where they all participate all the time. Um, you know, where you actually like issue your commands to all three of them and they'll go through in the order of like whose speed is the fastest for your three versus the three that you're against they're also like full-on skill trees for these monsters it's way way more interesting to level these up than it is to level up pokemon because pokemon it's pretty simple decisions um monster sanctuary the decisions are a lot more interesting and meaningful because these skill trees have trade-offs you know you really have to think about where you're putting your skills but it was fun and this is one of those game pass games where i played it and i was like "Ooh, bj might actually like this one you know it's enough jrpg here and there's enough like systems without being too nitty-gritty whereas sometimes i like the nitty-gritty systems but this is like just enough to hook you and give you a little bit more interest than Pokemon, plus it leans into that JRPG mechanic stuff. So I, I'm trying to get him to try that one at some point. To go along with that, not really, but it still has Monster in the name. Uh, Monster Train is a game that came out on Game Pass, and it's been out for a while on PC, and it's one that I've almost bought a handful of times on Steam, and now I'm glad I didn't because I got to just play it on Game Pass instead. I feel like this may start influencing the games that I'm willing to pick up in that like 5 to $25 range because a lot of those just seem to make their way to Game Pass. So when I see them on Steam, I just kind of go, uh, maybe I'll wait a couple months and see if it hits Game Pass. And that's exactly what happened with Monster Train. I kind of love this game. Um, I wish it were on mobile. So it is a deck-based or like deck building wave based pve defense game um you definitely do run so it kind of has some of that roguelike element roguelite one of those two i never remember which one's which um but you are defending this train from waves of attacking enemies and you have like three levels to your train which makes no sense but whatever it's fun um and so the enemies enter on like the bottom level and they fight their way up through your different levels of creatures and spells and whatever else you have activated in your train they're trying to get up to the very top of it where they can attack like your center core which i'm blanking on what it's actually called at the moment but it's kind of like your your total life for the train and so they have to work their way up through all your waves of defenses to get there and i don't know it's this really interesting like clever combo of card game with spells and units and wave-based mechanics um there are definitely some slay the spire vibes in there and i just i played a bunch on game pass and then i realized that um so i was playing on xbox and there was a night that i sat down with my daughter and she and i just played this together for a long time and it was super fun and then i realized well this is game pass let's see if it's also on pc so then i downloaded it on the pc and that's where some of the really cool like Xbox stuff took over. Um, as much as PlayStation is kind of my primary console now, I have to admit that 
Xbox is really good at just like seamlessly handing over your game saves and files and giving you the best version of a game for the platform you're on because I installed this on my PC and it just said, oh, okay, wait a second, we're going to grab your save file. And so it took all of five seconds and it pulled over all of my save data from the Xbox and I just picked up where I left off and I played on PC for a while. And then like a week later when I went back and I played on uh, Xbox one night because someone else was on the PC and the save data did the same thing. It just pulled back over. So it was syncing my save data between the two different systems just because it knows that I'm the same person on Xbox Live or Xbox Live Game Pass. So that was very very impressive to me and all that to say that i wish that it was on mobile because i would play it more but that's okay um it's still good and i'm glad that i have it like prepaid for on these other ones through game pass um i tried a couple other ones that i bounced off of after you know a single like longer gameplay session there was uh wilmot's warehouse which is this cute little organizing game um i played a couple hours of that but i could see someone really digging into it a lot more than i did it depends what kind of person you are and if you're interested in organizing and fulfilling orders and stuff like that it was fascinating um i just i don't know it it didn't even get like super stressful for me although i could see how that would happen to some people um but i kind of got everything the game was doing after i don't know like half hour 45 minutes and then i played another 15 20 minutes i went oh okay i get it i see what this game is doing and then i was done with it um but for the right type of person i bet wilmot's warehouse could be a ton of fun that they just keep going back to to kind of get into that zen-like state uh torchlight 3 just came out so if you like diablo like games those are on game pass i know that bj really likes that one and then even like last week uh, a new game came out from the shovel knight publisher the yacht club games it's called cyber shadow so it's a different developer but it's this uh same publisher and so it's you know brand new games like that come out on game pass which that is constantly amazing to me too that game pass is locking down these not even exclusivity deals because cyber shadow came out on i think it's on ps4 ps5 it's on switch it's on kind of like everything it's probably on pc on steam too but a day one that it came out to purchase it also came out on game pass for anybody who has it and that's how i was playing it you know and this is one that's kind of like uh, an old school side scroller ninja gaiden gaiden type of vibe and it's it's decent it's good but i more more than anything i put it on here because it's an example of a game that came out like on release day on game pass and i feel like we're just going to see more and more of that over time so yeah, that's that's what I wanted to talk about. It's not a super long topic, but I usually don't do super long topics when I'm solo here. So yeah, let me know what you guys think about Game Pass if you've been playing around with it because I I constantly find it more and more worth the money and more and more worth the value that it's giving me. And I wonder if Xbox can keep up this momentum because if they can, Game Pass is just going to be this powerhouse a year or two from now. It'll be super interesting to watch. Uh, before I do a little bit of weekly geekery, don't forget, we have a network, we have podcasts, we have streamers, we have a geekery blog, all that and more at geek2geekmedia.com or go to geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe to get it sent right to you. We also have a digital magazine, Press Start. You can go to the Patreon at patreon.com slash geek2geekcast and get access to the digital magazine, Press Start, which again, I, I never know the latest on it. But I always see them working on it, and I'm always impressed when it comes out. So I know there's another issue in the works. Um, you can go find out what that is on the Patreon. I'm sure there's information about it there, even though I don't know it off the top of my head. 
And for Geekery this week, uh, I have a couple quick hits in here. Um, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, Season 2. It's basically a behind-the-scenes of The Mandalorian Season 2. And I just love behind-the-scenes so much, um, and even more so for Star Wars. So it was cool to see how much they're building up in terms of processes and approaches that are going to help them with all these other Star Wars shows coming up. You can tell they're really building a production pipeline. So even though this wasn't a whole season of behind-the-scenes, the way they did for the first season of Mandalorian, I liked this season too, even though it was just like one hour long block. It was still really good. So I enjoyed that. Uh, a movie that I didn't mention that I watched over break was Soul. It's the newest Pixar movie. It's on Disney+. Plus. The message really resonated with me. I really liked it. It's kind of about the meaning of life, but it's more about like living in the moment. And that's something that I'm not always good at. So the movie really, it. I don't want to say that it, hit me in the feels, right? That doesn't, that's not quite right. It's more that I watched this movie and it just, it kind of resonated. It made me think about it afterwards. You know, it was one of those that in the moment I went, oh yeah, that was good. And then over the next couple of days, I kind of kept coming back to it mentally and thinking about, oh yeah, this is, that's really interesting. And just kind of turning it over in my mind over and over. So that one has stuck with me for a while. And it's, it's cool because it's both extremely simple in some of the concepts and extremely complex at the same time. It strikes that balance that Pixar does sometimes where you can enjoy it at a surface level or you can dig really deep into it. And both of them are totally legitimate. So Soul gets definitely double thumbs up for me. Uh, I've been messing around a little bit with Dragon Quest Tact on iOS. I have been playing for uh, three, four days, something like that as of recording. And I can see the edges of the grind. Like, so far, I've been having fun. Um, it's a decent tactical game. It's not an amazing tactical game, but it's it's decent, especially for mobile. It's a decent mobile tactical game. I should throw that caveat on there. Um, it's uh, an okay Dragon Quest game. I mean, I don't like Dragon Quest as much as BJ does. He has a whole other podcast about it, and I don't. But, you know, as far as Dragon Quest goes, it's decent. And, yeah, it's kind of... I don't know. It's it has that mobile game problem where I can see the grind coming. I feel like I'm only like, you know, like I said, I'm three or four days into it. I'm probably three or four days away from really hitting that wall of just having to grind to move forward. And I know that as soon as I hit that point, I am done with this game and I am not coming back to the game. So I feel like my time with it is numbered, but there's no reason not to enjoy the free to play part right now that I'm in where I can just spend my time on it and I get a lot out of it for zero dollars like there's nothing wrong with that so yeah i probably have another handful of days with it um before i bounce off but i'm sure that they will cover that more on dragon quest fm so you can go check out bj's other podcast that he does with austin um i know that austin is getting deep into this game so there'll be some more information over there for sure and last for me this week uh i wanted to mention that i've been playing demon souls <laughs> and it's I, you know, I've had this on my geekery since the holidays, and I keep not bringing it up because I feel like I can't do it justice. So I'm just going to say what I'm feeling right now, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, this game on PS5, it looks amazing. The graphics stand out in a way that graphics rarely stand out to me. Like, this is the one PS5 game that 
if somebody came over and said, show me the power of the PS5 right now, this is the game that I would boot up. I would legitimately just start Demon Souls and show them one of the early levels and be like, look at how this looks. And they would be like, wow. Um, you know, this really is like a powerhouse for graphics. And I'm surprised that it is. But they did such an amazing job remaking this game for the PS5. Like, it just looks amazing. It's a really hard game. But at the same time, it's also extremely fair somehow. I feel like, you know, these Soulsborne games, this whole series, it, it finally kind of clicked for me. And I really do feel that sense of pride when I finally take down a boss or get past a really hard enemy that I've been stuck on for a while. Um, even though sometimes it feels like just banging your head against a wall to eventually break down that wall with your head after banging on it. Like it feels good. You know, there's that delayed sense of gratification and it worked for me. And I found that one of the key things for Demon Souls for me was to make sure that I take breaks and that I'm playing other things so I don't burn out and I don't bounce off this one from frustration like I have for these other Soulsborn games. I think I was finally able to go into a Souls game with my expectations set correctly, which is probably one of the reasons that it worked. But yeah, you know, my normal thing of like only really playing like one main game at a time, that is not the way to go with Demon Souls. I really do need a second game to like switch over to when I just don't have the willpower or the mental energy for this one. I have to be in the right frame of mind to do a Demon Souls run. Um, but when I am, it's it's really, really fun. And one of the other things I found is that I like how this game is divided into sections instead of being kind of that openish world like all of the other, like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, um, you know, Bloodborne. Those games that I tried, they felt open world and I always felt like I was getting nowhere. Something about Demon Souls actually having... Um, a level structure where it never labels it that way in the game. But if you look up guides online, they talk about like level 1-1 or 2-3 or 5-2, you know, like there are obvious breaks in the structure of it where you feel like you've made progress. And I never really felt like I was making progress in the other ones. But now that I can see how the levels are laid out in this one, I feel like I'm making progress. And that is a world of difference. Uh, it also helps a ton that there are so many resources for this game because it's a remaster. You know, it's really, it's almost a remake. It's kind of like a super high-end remaster. The The Demon Souls guides are all out there on day one when this game came out because it's an old game. You know, that game came out a long time ago for PS3, and all these guides have been updated and stuff for the PS5 one, but they're basically the same. Like, none of this info was hard won and, like, really hard to get to because it's so similar to the original, which means that I now have, like, what, like 10 years worth of content to dig into about this game if I ever get stuck on something, and I just find that so helpful. You know, it's not like when I tried Bloodborne and it was the very first week anyone had ever got their hands on that game and they didn't really know like the right approach or what to do in this circumstance or that circumstance. This time, if I get stuck, I just go look it up and I can find like 10 guides online in two seconds. And it's so helpful to have that. I also used all of that information to do a little bit of research on like the classes and the stats and stuff like that before starting. Um, yeah, so I like having the resources. But all of that to say that I'm having fun with it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. You know, I have beaten 
a handful of bosses. I feel good about that. I feel like I finally get what the game is offering. The game looks fantastic, but it's still really hard. Like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't know if I'm going to stick with it and like try to get to the end. I feel like I probably won't. But as of right now, I'm still having fun diving in and like messing around with it every once in a while. So yeah, it's a mixed bag, but I just had to talk about it at some point to kind of get it out of my head. So there we go. That is probably it for this week. Uh, you can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. We have discussions on Slack and Discord. You can find all of those at geek2geekmedia.com. And there are invite links there that just get you right into those channels. Hopefully, BJ will be back next week. Uh, depends on what is going on with his jaw. He will keep us in the loop, and I will let you guys know. Um, but until then, I blog at agreenmushroom.com. You can find me at GRN Mushroom. That's Green Mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm also on the Disney Forever podcast where we watch and react to a different Disney movie every week. BJ is on Twitter at Professor Beach. That's Beach with two E's. And he is the co-host on the Dragon Quest FM podcast. I think they recorded a couple episodes ahead. So even though he's resting his jaw at the moment, you can probably find a couple episodes of that coming out soon too. I've been Void with your Geek to Geek podcast. Hopefully BJ will be back next week. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks. When toxic culture has you down... When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Beep, 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 beep. Comics. Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu.